how do you price an ad on your channel? That's probably the most common question we get from other creators. And it was the biggest question we had when we first started on YouTube. So we're hosting a live workshop on how to price yourself. This is everything that we've learned in the past 13 years of being on YouTube and our simple three-step process that'll help you develop concrete pricing. So if you wanna join us for this live session, just go to colinandsamir.com slash live. Enter your email and you'll get all the information about our live event on May 9th. All right, hope you enjoy this episode of The Colin and Samir Show. This week on The Colin and Samir Podcast, we bring in the new year by talking about new beginnings. And more specifically, we're actually talking about the end of a very important chapter in The Colin and Samir story. On this episode, we look back and reflect on stories from our first company and tell you why that chapter is actually closing on the day that this podcast comes out. So let's just jump right into it. This is episode one of season two of the Colin and Samir podcast. 2019. That's pretty crazy, Gal. We met in 2012. Yeah, I was 22 years old. I can't believe I've known you for seven years. Almost a decade. That's really insane. Like, yeah, I mean, that's... And I'm going to say it. This is season two of the podcast. Could you call it that? Yeah, sure. Let's call it season two. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So season two of the podcast. First and foremost, just want to say happy new year to all of the podcast listeners. Thank you guys so much. 2018 was the year we started the podcast. Um, We didn't know what to expect when we started. And to end the year with this feedback form, all of you guys filled it out. We got so much amazing feedback and, and really like insightful stuff. And I think just ending the year, I was reflecting and thinking about how grateful I am that we've been able to build a community through this podcast of people who are you know, interested in um, providing feedback and so thoughtful with their feedback. Like th- This is like a dream for us. So just want to say thanks so much to everyone who did the feedback form. Uh, it's still up on our website. If you're interested in providing us feedback on the podcast, you can still do that. And we'll probably do more stuff like that along the way because it was an awesome exercise and great to hear what you guys think of the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. It's such an integral part of all of the creation that we do is getting this feedback. And it is a little bit more difficult for a podcast because there is no real like comments section that we get to look at for every single podcast. So Thank you for everyone who filled out that form. So today, this is Sunday, January 6th, and we are on the eve of a very life-changing event. Uh, But we should probably provide some context. So most of you know this, but if you don't, Colin and I met in 2012 because of a project called the Lacrosse Network. Now, the whole story of the Lacrosse Network, you can... You'll probably hear that at some point, whether on this podcast or if you're interested in it, you can listen to Matt Diavello's podcast, The Ground Up Show. We told the story there. We've told the story on some other podcasts. If you search our names, you could probably find it. But Colin and I met in 2012. I started a network called the Lacrosse Network, online sports network dedicated to lacrosse, essentially a YouTube channel um, that was posting lacrosse content, but ended up growing. And at the same time, I am a recent graduate at the University of Colorado. I played lacrosse there. I pick up a camera for the first time and start filming a web series about my team. Samir sees it, sends me an email, and six, seven months later, I moved to Los Angeles to work full-time with Samir. So we grew the company for about two and a half years independently here in Los Angeles. There was only three of us on the team, and it was really hard. It was a 
you know, I guess cliche startup life. Like we were sitting in a, in a warehouse in downtown LA, not much money, just trying to figure it out along the way, um, having some great successes and, and some setbacks. And um, all of a sudden in 2014, uh, our company got acquired and it was a huge win for all of us, a huge success for the company. Um, but, you know, those two and a half years working together, I think we became very close, all of us, and we learned so much. It was the beginning of putting ourselves on camera, of putting ourselves on YouTube, building our first community online. We learned everything really so much in those first two and a half years before we got acquired. Yeah, and so once the company got acquired, <clears throat> we all of a sudden had much more resources, right? Like we all went over with the acquisition. We all uh, had jobs now at this at this very well-funded startup. Um, we got to open an office here in LA. We got to actually learn about the business of running a media company. And we got to work with brands like Nike, Under Armour, Gatorade. We, we brought in business, which was super exciting. We we were able to travel to New York and work with the team there. I mean, it was a another three years of like unbelievable experiences in also a startup environment. Totally. Um, Post-acquisition was our grad school. I feel like we really learned a lot about the business of making video during those those couple of years. And, and not only did we learn so much about the business, but all the while over these six, uh, five, six years, Colin and I are on camera and we're on camera together. We really got to know each other on camera. I mean, that's what made it so fun. Honestly, it was that we were putting ourselves on camera and we were cracking jokes and like getting to know each other, realizing we had a similar sense of humor. Meanwhile, our audience of young lacrosse players is coming along for that journey. Yeah, I think I think going through that type of transformative experience together, we, we went through many transformations. One was watching a business go from like, is this impossible to, <laughs> oh my God, this this is a real thing. Like yeah. we made this work, which is an unbelievable, I like in my life, like that's one of the greatest mm-hmm. like transformative experiences I've ever had. As well as the experience of, well, let's put ourselves on YouTube. Let's make right. some YouTube videos and then cut to, two, three years later, we're signing autographs and taking mm-hmm. selfies and, and feel like famous. So in the lacrosse world, we, um, you know, we're, we, we have, uh, you know, grown an audience. And, and over the past six years, we've become uh, influencers to the point where, you know, in the, over the past two years, we've had a deal with New Balance where we've traveled to different events with them, made lacrosse videos, um, it's been such a big part of our lives. The community has been such a big part of our lives. And and through growing that audience, we've become very connected with that community. Now, in 2016, yeah. in 2016, Colin and I decided it was time to move on, uh, which, which probably from the outside looking in or even from the people in the company um, might have been just kind of confusing um, because we were really hitting a stride. Definitely. I mean, we we had launched an app that was successful. We had finally brought in brand partners that, that we were really excited about and proud of. Um, we were creating some of the best content we had ever created, and we were at the top of our game in terms of who you and I were in, in the lacrosse space. And, and we had built out a, a business plan and started to really follow through with it. And by all indications, this was probably the time that you and I should have moved to New York, where the company was headquartered, where lacrosse is much more popular, 
uh, where there's more access to the sport there, right? And probably started re- like sort of building and going into the next phase. Yeah, and and oftentimes now I actually think back to that time, and I I'm curious, even in myself, like what was it that that was pulling me away? Obviously, it was something, um, but I remember being very confident. I remember you yeah. and I sitting and being super confident, being like, "Oh, it's time to leave. It's yeah. it's, it's time to walk away um, from this." And 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 it's so interesting to look back on it three years from now, because we took small steps back. But I remember how hard it was to tell the people at the company that it was it was uh, time to go because not only was the community on the other end, like of of the lens, the people who we were connecting to on YouTube and and on camera and through through the lacrosse community, but also like the company that had accepted us and and brought in our group and yeah, um, they like that was an amazing community as well. They were incredibly supportive. So very challenging to go through that, but but you know started that process in, in, uh, 2016, but then Colin and I stayed on with a weekly show on the lacrosse network for the next, I mean, up until this September, September, 2018, mm-hmm. so we had a weekly show on the network until September, 2018. We had a, uh, deals with new balance both years yep. to go to events and execute brand brand deals. We've worked with a ton of people in lacrosse. Lacrosse is such a big part of our lives. Yeah. And so now the day that this podcast comes out, it'll be, you know, it's tomorrow for us, but a video will be released on the lacrosse network that we made that is titled moving on from the lacrosse network and explains to our audience for the first time to our community forward facing that we will be no longer on the channel. Yeah, actually, uh, that video tells the full story. Yeah. Yeah. If you're you're listening to this, um, we'll link that video if it's out, we'll link that video in this podcast. We'll we'll probably tweet it out. We'll share it on Twitter. Yeah, definitely. we'll share it. And uh, yeah, it's that that video tells the whole story. So it, it it really is a the first day like this this new year is really a new beginning for us. Like publicly announcing, we never even said we left the company. Like all these changes happened in front of the audience, where there was new hosts. You and I were on the channel less, but there hasn't been a clear cut. Like, hey guys, we are we are moving on until the video that's coming out tomorrow. And uh, I think a, a lot of it is also like the, the final, this video coming out is the final moment of like, we're actually moving on. Like in 20, 2016, when we told the company we were leaving, like I think what we thought we were doing at that time is actually happening tomorrow. Which is incredible. Which is two and a half years later. Two and a half years and it really is a, a bittersweet thing. And it is interesting that we're feeling that now, almost at age 33 years later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really tough. Like, you know, I think when you, when we were in it, I think a lot of my thoughts, like for, for leaving was like, okay, this wasn't like, we could do this again. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, a lot of my thoughts were like, yeah, I mean, this is like, we know what we're doing. Like if we step out of this and just do this again. I mean, at that point, I had never felt more confident about my ability as a content creator, as someone making decisions for like a media business and growing a, a media brand. We were working with, at that point, we'd worked with Nike, Under Armour, like 
New Balance. We ended up working with Gatorade. I just felt like on top of the world. And I was like, I know exactly how to do this. I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. That was what I thought. Yeah. And, and, and now today, I think, you know, thinking about this video coming out tomorrow, for me, I look at it and I'm like, wow, was that the last of its kind? Like, was that the, that, that was, you know, for me, that was, that was my big idea, hmm. right? Like coming out of college, that was my big idea. And I, I honestly thought when I had come up with that idea that I would do that until I was like in my forties. And, uh, it's kind of strange to, it was strange to leave it. It was strange to sell it. It was strange when, you know, we had an office full of people, interns and like different people like yeah. working on it. Like it, it, it was strange the whole way because it's just a thought in your mind. Like the most clear moment of the whole experience for me is picking up the phone and, and calling my, uh, the co-founder, the first co-founder, Julian, and telling him the idea. Like that's one of the most clear thoughts because it was just when it was at its purest state. Like it hadn't nothing, it hadn't been touched by mm-hmm. anything. It was just like, hey, here's an idea. And that happens all the time. Yeah. All the time. Hey, I got an idea. What if we did this? But there was no other idea at that time. Like, you mean like it or that you had? No, that I had. Like, if, if you and I talk in a day, if someone recorded how many times we were like, dude, what if we did this? Oh, man, it's exhausting. It's <laughs> exhausting, right? Yeah. But at that time, there was just one idea. Yeah. It was just one. It was just, hey, man, what do you think of this? Yeah. And, and, and even with, when you came out, like, it was just like, hey, this is what we're doing. Oh, man. You're it's a part of this now. So Obviously, there were, we had to do some other things to keep us afloat. Yeah. But it was like, hey, this is what we do. We're building a lacrosse network. Oh, yeah. No, that side, the lacrosse side of things, like, take money out of it. But, like, just building a brand like that in the lacrosse space was so, like, the mission of it to me was so straightforward and clear when you came into the office every day. Mm -hmm. It was so clear to me that, like, these were the bricks that we needed to lay for this media business, for this brand. I think additionally, one of the most fun parts of it was that like making money through social media was in its infancy. There was a couple people who had done it. Like you could name five at the time who were known to have done it. It was like Shay Carl, Jenna Marbles. Like these were like personality YouTubers and all these companies were trying and failing. You remember this? Like, like there was all these networks that were coming on YouTube. I mean like uh, what was it? Network A. Remember that? Yeah. Network A, IBN Sports. Like a lot of people were trying this thing on YouTube and they couldn't couldn't figure it out. And so there was this excitement of like, oh my God, we're at the, we're like at the, we're like the front, like this is like the frontier, like the digital frontier. And, and we we're just figuring it out. I mean, there was a, there was a moment where we walked in a room at YouTube and all these logos were on the screen of the people who were in attendance at this like digital intimate conversation between like big brands sports partners, sports partners. and youtube and it was ufc wwe fox sports tln was jammed in the middle right there i have a photo of this damn straight <laughs> tln was right there and then yeah. it was like espn and i was like oh my god we're doing this yeah. like we're building a sports media platform um but I think that's important as you're building something to have that belief that you are big enough. Like you are as big as UFC 
when you're just TLN and you're growing and you're three guys in a room. Because I felt like what we were doing was that grand. Like the fact that we were making silly YouTube videos, connecting with our audience on a Monday. And then on Thursday, we had a full slate of major, like the professional lacrosse league. Mm -hmm. We had five games in one night on that Thursday. And then another night we, maybe we had a college game and another one of the personalities that was on our channel was doing commentary on that game and interacting with our community and doing giveaways. I just thought it was so what's next for like sports entertainment and sports broadcast. I think uh, I made this realization like within the past two years, probably probably quickly after we left the company, but the naivete required to start a company comes only once, I think once or twice in your life because you have to be so naive about the realities of life to start a company like that. I tell you this a lot. Yeah. I've told it to you a lot over the past <laughs> few years, but I'll look at you sometimes and I'll go, I can't believe you're the guy who started the lacrosse network. Right. Yeah. Because like, it's just crazy to me. When I came out here to work with Samir, I did not believe that they had an office. Lacrosse is a really small, at the time it was a very small niche sport. It's grown a lot. But I was a member of the community and I, I knew kind of like how big the sport could go at, at that time. And I just didn't believe that you had an office. I didn't really know if it was going to last when I moved out. I thought I was going to move out for three months. And it's just sometimes I'm like, wow, the, the gall to yeah, start yeah. the lacrosse but, network. But I think any idea, man, like any idea, the, the biggest challenge I think that we face today with ideas is that we know too much. Yeah, you ask yourself too many questions. You ask yourself like too many You doubt yourself too much. Yeah, and you think about it and you're like, oh, well, that's going to, well, what happens when this happens? Or yeah. actually, does that actually work? And like at that time, I had absolutely no idea how any of it worked, but I was so confident in the idea that you could not convince me otherwise that it wasn't going to work. But now I'm easily swayed because you can be like, hey, man, wait a second. Here's a, re here's a harsh reality you're going to face soon. Yeah. And I'd be like, ah. Yeah, you're, you're right. You might be right. The amazing thing with the lacrosse network, though, is you look back at some of our early videos and, you know, when it's Thanksgiving, we're dressed up as pilgrims and Julian's in a turkey costume and our videos and we're running around downtown Los Angeles, like making a goofy video. Some of the things we were doing were just ridiculous. They were so like pure YouTube. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking. So if you scroll back, if you follow me on Instagram and you check out my profile and you go all the way down to the bottom, which takes a while, uh... That dates back to March 22nd, 2012. And you can start to see these like spray painted graffiti TLN shirts. And that was because we, um, you know, we, we bought plain shirts. I, I went out in downtown and got these like bulk t-shirts that were defective. Like people didn't want these t-shirts. So they were sold at like 20 cents a shirt. And we spray painted TLN on them. And that was our first version of like merchandise. And we were so excited. Like it couldn't have been more excited to take these out to uh, different lacrosse events. And, and you know, stuff like that, like it's the, the grassroots nature of it, the just kind of like, I mean, you remember when you first moved out, it was kind of like anywhere we need to be, we would pack oh, a yeah, car. We'd, we'd go. We would pack a car and just drive uh, no matter what. Like if, if we heard of a lacrosse game, 
in San Diego, two hours yeah. away. It was like, oh, just pack the car. We'll go. Because sharing did not mean sharing necessarily on Facebook. It was like, we got to get out on the ground and tell people. Yeah. I remember at one of the first events I went to as an employee, you made me like head of the street team or something and yeah, sent me out yeah, with like a yeah. bunch of people. Yeah. And my job was just to go out and like hand people shirts, hand people stickers and tell them that the lacrosse network exists. Yeah. But see that, see that, that, that is at least for me when I look back on it again, like I crave the, um, a, the belief in an idea that I had, you know, and that I still have in that idea, like the belief in creating something and the passion for a community um, I crave that a lot, the connection and the, um, just the naivete about business. Like just the, the fact that I had no idea how the business was going to work out. And then it just, it just met, it just happened because we were all so passionate about it. I would never give that advice to anyone, like go into a business without knowing how it works. But like, because we were so passionate, I had a baseline understanding of like, okay, you make good enough content and I think my pitch to everyone, like who wanted to work with us, I was like, listen, we're going to make lacrosse content. There's no one else out there making lacrosse video. And one day Nike is going to want to advertise to lacrosse fans. And there's only going to be one place for them to put their ad. That was yeah. always my pitch to everyone who wanted to work with us. We had to pick a true North like that yeah. goal because it wasn't possible at the time for that to happen. It was a, mm -hmm. we're banking on this will happen the sport will grow to a point where a brand like Nike will want to get involved. And that did happen. And it did happen. Yeah. Um, I believe a lot in, in kind of visualization and, and when you do have an idea or a company or if you're trying to start a show or whatever it is, like have a very specific goal in mind. Like that was a very specific goal. Totally. Was that when, when Nike advertises with lacrosse network, we've made it and it happened. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when the it, time came for us to pitch them, I don't think we could have been more ready. We were incredibly ready because we were like, this is the goal. We were like, oh, of course, is, yeah. we've been training for this for three yeah. years. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, so many lessons. It will. The thing that's amazing is it'll be a part of our history forever. Um, yeah. And we can continue it, to watch. I mean, tomorrow our last video comes out, but there is a team in New York. Yeah. Making videos right. and we're going to be able to continue to watch the lacrosse network as just consumers of it. I said this in the video, but just saying it here, like another one of my dreams, uh, there was two dreams. One was like, I want, um, I want to, I want to work with Nike. That was a huge dream of mine. And two was, um, I want to one day watch TLN as a fan. And, uh, here we are. Tomorrow officially we'll be off the network and I will just be a fan. And it's it's wild. It's so insane. I can't explain the feeling. Maybe there's there's probably someone who's listening who has this feeling, but it's insane to have an idea, work on the idea, bring the idea to life, and then step away and watch the idea take a different form. Yeah, it's also interesting, you know, like the lacrosse network was my idea. Identity. It still is very much a part of my identity of who I who I am, and I dedicated so much time into it. And it's interesting now, after tomorrow, to truly walk away, it, at least from you know a, a contribution standpoint, to part of your identity. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like now, it's in someone else's hands. Are you nervous about the reaction to the video? 
Yeah, I am. Because it's a very... It's one of the more sensitive videos I think we've ever made, if not the most, Mm -hmm. especially with that audience. I mean, with our community on the lacrosse network, it's everything is just fun. Everything was fun. That's it. Like it was always fun and cool. Like, Mm -hmm. can we make the sport fun? Can we make the community fun? And can we make this sport that we love just look cool and have us all be proud? And that was like the theme that ran throughout everything that we did. And so now it's interesting to release a video tomorrow where it's slightly more like grown up. I think I start like tearing up at the end, you know? Yeah. It's, 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 and a lot of our community who started watching us, you know, almost seven years ago now, some of them who were 12 are now in college. Yeah. What do you, what do you think you'll miss from, from a lifestyle perspective of being Samir from the lacrosse network? hundred percent. The events. It's not even a question. Like when we would hit the ground in Boston or Baltimore or Philadelphia, like, and you like you just could feel the energy when you walked into a room and it was just like, boom, like tons lights of, on. Yeah. Like here we are. Like we're young, the guys, young, like young lacrosse kids yeah. just screaming, screaming in your face. So excited to see you. I mean, we, it was crazy how um, it was really crazy how just I guess like normal it all felt at one point. Yeah, because it's very surreal. It's a very surreal experience to to go out and and have a line formed for pictures or for to sign autographs and it's and and to to have it in such a small like a tight knit community. It's so interesting. Like it, it was a fascinating experience, and uh, to be honest, like to do something like that was was always a big dream of mine. Like to create, um, to build an audience, and and have you know be recognized for your work. It's been a dream of mine. You've always wanted to be a rock star, yeah. to have some element of fame. Uh huh. Yeah, that's that's been a dream of mine since I was a little kid. And I was just telling you before we started recording, like there's a part of me that looks back at those years and thinks during those times, I didn't think that was it. I didn't think I was achieving. I was like, okay, this is a cool stepping stone. Like I will totally, you know, I will, I will take this and, and go to the next step. And today I look back and I'm like, wait a second. Was I not present during that time in my life that I always wanted? And was that it? And, and I'm, I'm actually very, very comfortable with that being it. Cause that was an amazing time. And, uh, the stuff that I'll miss the most is, is definitely the interaction with the people who watch the content because it was just so true, like, and, and authentic. Like you would kneel down and talk to a, a seven year old kid yeah. and he would be so shocked that you were real yep. because he's only seen you on a screen. <laughs> yeah. And then his dad ah. would say, we watch you every morning while we eat cereal. That was the stuff that really started to get me. And, and then especially as my brother started having kids, yeah, uh, was having like, whenever we would talk to the really little kids who were really excited and they could barely even speak because they were kind of nervous. And then the parents would just say like, he watches you every day. We love your stuff. And that to me was, I don't know. It was such a special thing. I think to have parents sort of give you the seal of approval. Cause a lot of parents look over what their kids watch, especially mm-hmm. younger kids. And so I think, to know that they were, they trusted us. 
Yeah, I think this is at a time too when YouTube was starting to become more and more popular, more and more like over the over the course of six years while we're creating content, YouTube is getting really popular and more creators are coming on the platform. There's more questionable content than ever. And Colin and I are like a, a, a channel that's focused on a sport, but we're super family friendly as a channel and we're very geared towards a younger audience. Like the lacrosse network audience is, is, is a young audience. We made different types of content, but our show where Colin and I are on camera, that, that was geared towards a younger audience. So when we would go to these events, it was a lot of, you know, interacting with parents, interacting with, with young, young kids who watched us like that, that to me, uh, like I could have never imagined that was going to be what like, that all manifested into. Uh, but that, that to me, I'm, I'm going to miss the most. Um, I don't think we'll stop interacting with that community. No. We, I mean, all of our best friends are in that community. It's I, just not guaranteed anymore. And it's not, I mean, it was on a regular basis. It was once a week. Yeah. So. The show, having a show in that space, like I would probably still have a show about lacrosse, but I don't know how. Yeah, because or I where still it would love, live. Yeah, I don't know like, where it or how would be it would or, work. Yeah, what it would be because I still love the community and I love the sport and I love the topic. Um, but, you know, there is another part of me that really misses the behind the scenes stuff because mm-hmm. I think that's when you and I really got into a groove of like growing a business. Yeah. And that was really fun. Like I, once I, for me, I felt like once we were acquired by the company and I started to learn what the business was, I was like, oh, okay, there's a formula here. And we now, not only are we on camera, but like we were operating essentially, we helped build like a creative agency. Yeah. It was so fun. I mean, honestly, I think like, I thought we were good at being on camera and we were just having a good time. And it was good that we were able to communicate. Like we could use being on camera as a tool to communicate to our audience. And over time we developed and we got better at being on camera. But our true skill definitely was behind the scenes coming up with strategy for what was the right content to mm-hmm. make. Walking, I mean, dude, you remember the meeting with Under Armour? Like walking into Under Armour headquarters and walking out knowing that we just landed a deal? Like there was no more exciting thing than to come back to the company and say, hey, we had a great meeting with Under Armour and they're going to sign on for our idea that we came up with mm-hmm. like that was insane to like come up with an idea, bring it to a company like that and be like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. I mean, that was that, that to me, like obviously that still happens. That's still part of what we do. But in that space, um, there was so much excitement. I would say like the most important thing, the thing that I'm trying to convey the most was like being at service to a community that I, loved so deeply and still love was so fun. Like I was serving you and I both were serving this community that we grew up in. We were serving like the childhood versions of ourselves. Totally. I was a lacrosse fanatic growing up. I wanted this type of content to exist when we made stuff like we were making cool documentary style content. Like that was the stuff that you and I both craved. We wanted that to exist and we got to make it exist. So that like, uh, that type of like serving like, that audience. We were was both so fun, like young lacrosse players, but we also had like skateboard backgrounds yeah. and a little bit of surfing. And, and those communities had the most built out media mm-hmm. because skateboarders filmed themselves. They distributed themselves. 
and lacrosse was a team sport and it just didn't have that didn't have that platform yet before the lacrosse network and it didn't have that creative energy like skateboarding or some of those other action sports had yeah and i think you and i both wanted that in our team sport because we knew that the people were creative and we knew that there wasn't enough media out there and so it was so fun to, to get to deliver and then to have marquee events throughout the year where you knew you got to see the community yeah there's there's um there's something really special to coming up with an idea that's you're the consumer for, you know, Mm -hmm. like if you have a business idea and like you are the consumer, that is a very exciting thing because you're so in tuned with what is going to be exciting for this community, like the community that you build. Um, That was really fun just to be so in tune, like to be a fan of the work that we were doing. There's, there's still times where I sit back and, just watch some of the stuff we made, like like the documentary stuff we made, because I was like, oh, this is the stuff I wanted to exist. Like one, one of my fondest memories is definitely when we did that, uh, the web series we did on Team USA, Road to the Rockies, and we worked, I mean, the post-production for that was out of this world. Like what we signed up for, again, the naivete to sign up for doing four episodes within a week of filming all the content with only you and I as the editors. Yeah, and even the production crew is me you and, and another, Josh yeah, Robbins. Yeah. Like, it just was so small. My yeah. knowledge was so small of filmmaking at the time. And okay, like, so for the filmmakers out there, we signed up to do a four-part documentary series on Team USA. So mind you, in a documentary series, you have to write after you film. You can't really come up with the concepts prior. You're just filming everything. These guys are rolling every single day. Colin comes back. After a week of filming, and we have five days to put together four episodes? I think less. Maybe four days? Yeah. We have four days to put together four episodes. Because they come out one after another. They come, after, they come out one after another. And one of my best memories of putting stuff together, but that's an example of today, I would never sign up to do that. No. But no. because we signed up to do it, because we were naive enough and just said, yes, we'll do that. Like, that's what we're doing. We yeah. made some amazing content. Yeah, it's interesting when you think about the stuff back then that was like a no-brainer. Yeah. Like, like for the rates that we were getting, you're like, had you told, if you were to tell me now, like you're going to go out for this rate for this long and then you're going to have this much time to put this many yeah. episodes together, you're going to be the one filming it and yeah. you're going to be editing it. <laughs> I'd be like, have you lost your mind? <laughs> You'd be like, absolutely <laughs> not. You've lost your mind. Yeah. But see, that's... that's uh that's the fun of like young early stage startup because you just do it. You don't think, man, you yeah. don't think at all. I mean, we, how many roles did you play? Like you couldn't even, you can't even explain on this yeah. podcast how many roles. It's you funny. Played. Part of me misses that. Me too. I miss it but a lot. part of me knows that like, I don't know if that's sustainable. It's not sustainable, but for me now, it's not sustainable. It was barely sustainable then. <laughs> it's not sustainable, but it's the like not to get too startupy on this podcast. But it's not sustainable. But it's the only way to make something go from zero to one. Like it's the only way to take something from yeah. not existing in the world to existing. Because how many people are going to believe in you? And it, also, I loved it, man. We were on camera, coming up with graphic design. We were doing the strategy. You were in the pitch room meetings. Like it was just yeah. everything, man. We were just like a road show, like traveling around, doing it all. Really fun. So fun. So we wanted to bring you guys through that, just because it's it's a big moment for us tomorrow. 
uh, to step away. And if you didn't know that we were doing that, all of 2018, we had a, a weekly show uh, on the Lacrosse Network, and we traveled to lacrosse events, and we um, worked with awesome partners in New Balance in in um, for a lot of their content. We yeah. worked with uh, a new professional lacrosse league, directed a series with them. I, I mean, mean, it's important to talk about. It's a huge part of our lives. It's the reason we're even mm-hmm. making videos, and I think sometimes we don't talk about it on our Colin and Samir channel, but that, that was the reason we even started the Colin and Samir channel, was to talk yeah. about some things outside of lacrosse. Yeah, the reason why we even make videos together. Oh, man, it's yeah. everything. So it, 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 if you guys uh, have the opportunity, check out the video we made because it uh, it gives you more context into that story. And uh, it's fun to just go down memory lane and, and think about some of those experiences of what it was like bringing an idea to life. I, I, I think it's really interesting to me to think about what's the next thing. Because it's going to be, no matter what it, it is, it's going to be really exciting and really fun. And what we're building here with with our content now and, and, and our podcast is really um, fun and exciting, but having something that's separate like TLN, something that's like about something else, something that's a separate sub brand that we can build. Um, something will come definitely, next. Yeah. Something like, will come next, especially now because we are finally emotionally stepping back. Yeah. I mean, the end of this for us is going to lead to a new beginning of something, mm-hmm. but it will never be, Never be one first one. You only get one first startup. That's what I'll say is that you only get one first one. And obviously anything you do in life, it's so easy to like after the fact, look back and be like, oh, I wish I was more present. But like I look back. Dude, at, it was incredible. I look man. back like, at those times and I'm just like. We oh, picked a good one. Like, yeah. I, that, I, I, that was yeah. such a fun first company. Yeah, I hope you go watch the video. We'll, we'll tweet it out and it's going to be on the lacrosse network. And I hope it captures. We try and recap sort of all of the moments and, and the fun along the way. But there's nothing more near and dear to my heart than the lacrosse network and the time I spent that we spent working, working on it and, and meeting our, our fans and our community. So yeah, 2019. Lots lot, of new beginnings. A lot of new beginnings. I'm engaged. Samir, I was going to say, yeah. you're engaged. I'm engaged. Think about that new beginning. Like That's really new. Gosh, man, when we met, I wasn't engaged. You, you weren't engaged at that yeah, time. Yeah, Think well, about that. Yeah. Now you're engaged. Yeah, yeah. I mean, crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. That's That was something that happened over the holidays. I mean, I've that's, said a, that's in, a big I've reason. Said it, I've said it in person, but on the podcast, congratulations. Thank you, Colin. Colin watched it. I, I yeah, watched it. he was part it. of a crew. It wasn't just I him. Filmed yeah, it. Yeah, he filmed it. Yeah. And I saw some photos that got shared yeah. uh, the other day. Huh. When you and Katie walk into your parents' house, you're walking behind I am the like camera. Yeah, dangerously close with my camera <laughs> yeah, filming yeah. you guys, and I was like, you know what? This is fitting. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine like when I get married and there are photos yeah, of be, me walking yeah. into an engagement party, you'll be like at my hip firing off photos or, yeah, or definitely, something. definitely. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, a really, really good experience. Um, and yeah, it's just a new chapter of life. Like this whole thing is a new chapter of life, and I think it's. Uh, it's forcing me to reflect a lot more on like these, these kind of like everything has felt meshed into one until now. Now it actually feels like, okay, this is an actual new beginning. Yeah. And, uh, I agree. I don't know what it is, but like no matter what happens in 2019, I really feel much clearer now that like, 
I think because of the fact that like it doesn't feel as meshed, like whatever transpires, it just feels a little bit more clear. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting making like a, a clear cut, just new beginning. So yeah, so this is a, this is a totally new chapter, a new era for us. Um, and you know, because of a lot of that, because of that, you're probably going to see some new stuff from us, like new content, new ideas that manifest in different ways that aren't video or audio. I mean, we're definitely, um, I, I just did this thing. I just stayed in this small little cabin in Topanga Canyon, um, over the weekend because of, uh, I guess I'll say this word. I haven't really said it publicly, but my fiance. Whoa. Fiance got uh, us this like cool getaway cabin to do some writing and reflecting. I did like a bunch of goal setting for 2019. Did this awesome exercise that was shared with me. Um, And it was like, you know, creating goals for what are called someday goals. Eight year goals. So goals that you want to achieve in eight years three-year goals and one-year goals. And it was pretty wild to look out to someday. Like, what are your goals? Like, what do you want to happen? Like, what's that imagination of like, yes, someday I want to do that. And then eight years and like funnel it back to one year. It was wild because in my eight-year goals, like I was writing about, so it split up into personal family and um, business and community. And in the personal and family one, I'm, I'm writing about how, what type of father I am. And it's just crazy to like really actually accept and like sink in, take a deep breath and be like, yeah, I'm actually entering a new chapter in my life. Like this is now the start of something new. And and to look back and think about the past, you know, 10 years and what it's been like, it's 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 really cool to, to put a cap on that and now think about the next, like to, to really look forward now. Mm-hmm. I think it's very profound that like our first startup experience took up the majority of our 20s. Because mm-hmm. I think in general, like from 20 to 30, it's just such a transformative time. Yes. You go from being in college, most likely, to 30 years old, potentially you're engaged, potentially you're married, some people have kids. Um, it's just this huge gap where a lot sort of transpires. Mm-hmm. What do you have up on your phone? You had something that seems like you're, you want to like die. I got really into Mike Posner today. Okay. You know... Yeah, of I, know, course. I know who Mike Posner is. Yeah, I just but, open up to... But Mike, I have no Mike idea Posner. where this is going. Yeah, this is a wild <laughs> he released, card. He released a new song so, today. I just want the audience to know that this no. was not planned. This, yeah, is, but it, uh, this the, came out of nowhere. It relates. It okay. relates. I wasn't just on my phone for no reason. It relates. So he released a new song, I think, yesterday called Move On. I highly recommend you check it out. It's, uh, it's a great song. In it, there's a lyric. Beginnings always hide themselves in ends. Come on. Good lyric. Good lyric. The so, end. The, <laughs> no, you know what I mean? You know what Mike's saying? Yeah, yeah, no, I got that. That's good. He's talking about the lacrosse network. Yeah. That is For a good us. lyric. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we're going to take <laughs> some of your guys' advice from the podcast. A lot of you guys said that the best length for our podcast is between 45 minutes and an hour. We are at 40, oh, 42 minutes, Colin. We've got to fill three minutes of time right now. Uh, most cherished TLN memory or funniest situation we ever found ourselves in okay i'll just do one that i'm thinking of immediately all right so we sign up for something that's coming up right now in january every year it's called LaxCon. uh it's a lacrosse convention just like anything you in any other convention and 
we we definitely go big the first year. The first year, I get us a very large booth, a 20 by 20 booth, I think, or 20 by 30, something, some big booth. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, 20 by 10. But that was big. Was big. Most, most people had 10 by 10. Most people have a 10 by 10 booth. So I wanted a 20 by and 10. And they gave us right up front, like, really yes. good space. Well, we paid for it. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I... I is at least in those first three years or two years or even now, like I, when I started lacrosse network, I was not going to walk in as like giving the aura of like a small startup. I wanted to give the vibe of like, we are a big network. Yeah. Cause I wanted people to want to work with us and trust us. So I wanted to get a bigger space than like a small company would get anyway. It was smart we, to do that. Yeah, we, we fly to Philadelphia and we stay, stay in an Airbnb that's across the street from the convention center. And <laughs> mind you, I get that big of a space without any plan on how we're going to fill the space. All we had were banners. <laughs> All we had were banners. It says lacrosse lives here. <laughs> so, we have, so we have this space that's massive, 20 by 10 in a convention hall. And we have to wow people on our first time ever of being like the lacrosse network's here. And we have nothing to fill the space. And we're a media company. So like. Yeah, we gotta do. We gotta have some screens or something. We gotta put something cool up. One of the scrappiest members of our team was uh, the original co-founder Julian. Uh, he did this thing. <laughs> oh, the Best Buy. Best Buy. Yeah, which he called. I don't remember what he called it. Oh, Best Buy Rentals. Yeah, Best Buy Rentals. So Best Buy Rentals. What a Best Buy Rental is is when you go to Best Buy and you buy something, and you come back uh, forty-eight hours later. Yeah. And you return it and it's no questions asked as long as it's within those 48 hours. So our convention was 48 hours. And Julian, we go there on a shopping spree. I mean, we get a 60 60 plus inch television. We get iPads. We just max, like essentially max out a credit card on electronics. Then we put all those electronics in the booth. We set up a TV so we can play our videos on it, which was very smart. And then we still need stuff because we're like, wait, this booth is still yeah. not full. So we just take our living room out of our Airbnb and walk it across the street. Sofas, chairs, tables. Everything. Decor. And dress our booth. And the funniest situation that we found ourselves in was attempting to get the couch out of the uh, apartment A, it was like so hard to get it out of the door. And I think the alarm started going off yep. in the building. The alarm started going yeah. off. And my brother, brother. Who lives in Philadelphia is actually helping and he's holding one end of the couch. <laughs> You're holding the end of the couch that's already out the door. Yeah. So you guys are halfway out the building. The alarm starts going off. Samir drops his end of the yeah, couch yeah, yeah, and yeah. runs. Yep. Leaves my brother <laughs> hanging out to dry. Cops could have came. It could have been a mess. Yeah, it could have been bad. But we then are walking across the street. It's so heavy that we have to drop it every once in a while. And we're taking breaks, sitting on the couch in the middle of the street in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. And there's a photo somewhere on my Instagram of that. But that's that's one of the funniest situations that I think we found ourselves in was like lugging a couch and all this furniture from an Airbnb across the street into a convention center and actually building a very impressive booth. Yeah, that came together. That came together because yeah. it was like a media center with like a living room and a TV. And it kind of told the story of like, this is the new era of television. And we had just signed a deal with the Pro League. Pro League, yeah. And so I remember the commissioner came over to you and was in... Uh, yeah, he was very excited about it. He was it. excited. He said, <laughs> it looks good. Oh, man. That, what about you? 
The first thing that comes to mind is is being dressed up like a pilgrim. You're dressed up like a pilgrim. Mm. Julian is in a turkey costume, and we're filming a video for Thanksgiving. And we are chasing Julian uh, on the USC track while the entire USC band is performing. And the like composer, the conductor can't see us, but the whole band can see us. Yeah. And every time we run past the band, they just start cracking up and freaking out. That was really good. So that was hilarious. Yeah, there's the photo. That's, I just pulled up a photo from January 10th, 2013 of uh, our co-founder, Julian, sitting on the couch, taking a break while we're trying to carry it over to the convention center. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that was, Man, uh, it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing to talk about those times. Yeah. I, I love that. It's all still on YouTube. That's an amazing thing is that we have the whole archive on there. Like just everything about it. Yeah. We should make a video watching our old videos cause they are for sure. Yeah. That's really funny. All right. Well now We've hit the quota. I think we've hit the quota. All right. All right. Well, uh, we will see you guys next week. That's it this week for the Colin and Samir podcast. We hope you enjoyed that look back into our first business. If you have any questions about that business, you can email us, tweet at us, and please go check out the video that we made. It's out on the Lacrosse Network right now. We'll tweet out the link for that um, as well as put it in the description of this podcast. We're so excited about the podcast in 2019. We've gotten so much good feedback from all of you, and we will keep that feedback form up for the next week. So if you're interested in giving us some feedback on the pod, you can head to colinandsamir.com slash podcast, or you can actually just drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts, send us an email, tweet at us. We check out everything you guys send us. All right, we'll see you back here next week on the Colin and Samir podcast.